Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Three Under Par podcast. This is a golf podcast where little white balls life. I'm your host, Scotty T, and I'm joined by my co-host, T-Bone. What's going on, T-Bone? How you doing, my man? Yo, what's up? Doing good. Happy Monday. Loving the hat. Got to rep my squad. Fireballs Golf Club, baby. I mean, you look great. You look great. Don't <laughs> let the haters get you down. Uh, it's, I mean, you're the fashion guy on the podcast, so it checks out. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've, I just want to say a big shout out to Fireballs. I've been a big fan since day one. So happy they got the dub yesterday or Saturday, whenever, go. whenever they'll live golf tournament is. Shows you how good of a fan I am. Yeah. Hey, cut the check, right? Yeah. Check. We're watching ish, maybe. I don't know. The Nielsen ratings but, came out again for live golf and, not a great showing once again, but hey, nobody really cares because PJ Tour is back this week uh, down at the Honda Classic. Uh, Live happened this week. Did Charles Howell end up winning, by the way, individually? Danny Lee. Danny Lee won. Okay. And Danny Lee, he was a uh, remember when him and We're, Ricky Fowler got in a little uh, like Twitter spat a few years back? No, I don't. But the, they, I think they were he's like. Been- I think you said Honda Classic and the Charles Howell win, which I think exactly happened like three weeks ago. Is it not that? Oh, my goodness. You're right. Valspar, <laughs> my apologies. Man, I'm too – I guess I'm just two or three weeks delayed here. My bad. <laughs> right on right on, right on, on it, though, if we were – yeah, three weeks ago. But, yeah, Valspar and the live whatever in Tucson with Danny Lee taking in a casual four mil – for the week and then fireballs golf club getting it done in the team event or whatever it is but yeah it was it was not the best golf week but texas swing getting ready gonna have to get our our last uh our last taste of uh the match play coming up this week then we go down to san antonio and then we're there Augusta National. So I think we needed the off week and yeah, ready for ready for the weeks ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So before we jump off of it, Taylor Moore comes away with the win at the Valspar this week. So a good win here. So there were some fairly big names up on that leaderboard. You know, Jordan Spieth was back in the mix. Uh Tommy Fleetwood, that was a big topic of conversation. Does he get his first win? In the United States, unfortunately, he comes up just a little bit short, two shots behind, ended up with the T3 finish. Some other pretty good names there. You know, Webb Simpson, Wyndham Clark, Sam Burns, so I mentioned Speed, Cody Gribble. He's one of those UT guys as well, which we covered on last week's podcast top programs here. So uh, Justin Thomas as well. So end up being a pretty good leaderboard, and Taylor Moore walks away with the win. So, uh, again, I think solid week for the PGA Tour, the wrap-up, the Florida Swing. As you mentioned, we're jumping into the Texas swing here, which T-Bone, before we dive into this, there's something we need to address. And it was a failure on our part, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Last week, we did a top five (laughs) college golf programs on history. And I heard from multiple people. I know you heard from multiple people. We did not include U of H in this top five. And the University of Houston probably should have been in that top five so i want to give an apology to everybody <laughs> out there listening thank you for keeping us accountable t like what was the reaction you got 
Yeah, let's just say I got a novel text from my father who was very disappointed, giving me the breakdown of national champions and alumni that we completely missed out on. So the I think the one thing in our defense is it's been a while since they've been good. At least I think, at least compared to previous decades or eras, but yeah, they they were a dynasty for for many different decades and have a lot more alumni than I thought. So I just they have sixteen national titles. (laughs) That's so many. That's like UCLA basketball, right? Though that's like kind of the they were the golf there for and the UCLA of golf for a little bit. They they won their first national championship in nineteen fifty six. They won uh gosh that five in a row. They won something ridiculous. Like I can't do the math real quick off the top of my head, but uh, fourteen or thirteen out of seventeen years or something, they dominated from fifty six all the way till the mid late eighties. The the last one was in nineteen eighty five. So to that point, the recency bias, I think, got to us a little bit. But yeah, uh, they're definitely a program that should have been in there. That was a big big miss on our part. Yeah, and it it feels bad too that. We're from Houston, and I just threw in like a Florida State for the hell of it, and I didn't know anything about them. That's that's a tough one to take. So, hey, we'll we'll learn from it and we'll get better. That's right. Again, we got appreciate another top you five the this week. Yeah, time time to rebound. Yeah, but, it was funny. I got a text from Preston, and he was like, "I think HBU had a better golf team than Florida State <laughs> there for a little bit." So, shout out to you, Preston and Trey, and all the other guys who played at HBU, formerly HBU, now Houston Christian university um so that i just wanted to mention that before we move on i would be remiss if i didn't bring that up good 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 catch there yeah we needed to uh to get ahead of that before we went through another top five so um yes and and think talking about u of h i think uh you know in three under par fashion i don't think we watched any golf this weekend it's been a basketball uh basketball weekend with march madness ran into scott yesterday both in our baylor gear to watch a pretty disappointing round of 32 exit for the baylor bears but uh yeah i think the valspar like we said was kind of an off week i think just the the uh the few things there is that we're starting to see spieth more and more he had i think the weird and again i watched like the last six holes if i'm being honest but he it was the weirdest and most speed like finish. And I, I'm not going to lie. I heard this on a, another podcast and I'll, I'll definitely give them credit, but it was, he did everything you weren't expecting to, to finish that tournament on 16. He blasted in the water has to drop from like 300 yards out. Don't think he's going to make bogey makes bogey 17. He hits it. It's a par three. No one's birdied it all day. I think one other birdie the whole day, 220 yards. Hits it to 10 feet, not expecting that. This is the birdie putt to tie, not expecting that. It's not all there, but I think it's getting me excited for Augusta. That's all I got to say. And again, the guy who was leading for a lot of the day yesterday was Adam Shank, which is one of the worst golf names you could ever have. But uh, he had a chance to win it up against a tree on 18, had to hit out lefty, almost makes par, lips out. And then I think everyone else wanted to see Fleetwood win for the first time in the U.S. on the PGA Tour. So for me, it was kind of a letdown to see this Taylor Moore kind of come out of nowhere. Again, another guy, classic 
Uh, you know, we run a golf podcast. So I've never heard of the guy, but uh, kind of a kind of a weird week. But Spieth's trending in the right direction, and it was an entertaining finish. So I'll take it. And I watched it over the the Live Tucson tournament. So that's my two I mean, cents this week. No, I think that's great, man. Jordan Spieth, he's just a roller coaster. He's a. <laughs> I, I feel like he is Ron Burgundy. And just in chats in a glass case of emotion every time he plays. Man, what a guy. What a guy. But I think that's fantastic. Uh, that's a good bow in the week there. So uh, moving on to the WGC match play this week. Top 64 players in the world outside of Liv are, are playing this week. It should be a good week. Uh, you know, they switched the format. So it's not a 64 bracket like it has been in the past. Like that famous event when tiger went against stephen ames and tiger just made stephen ames his bitch the, <laughs> the whole round he just really did saying anybody's beatable on a different day everybody knows what happened so i'm not going to relive it but i mean that was tiger in his prime you know what you're going to do so but they changed it to pool play now so it's really kind of hard for us to give you previews i think of specific matches because it really depends on who's coming out of that group pool play but I think it's worth mentioning it's in Austin Country Club. This is the last year it's going to be at Austin Country Club. So even though the WGC, it's mixed, it's never really found a true home. I don't think it was played in California for a bit. Then when Dell became the title sponsor and moved to Austin, I personally think ACC, Austin Country Club, has been a fantastic venue. Very scenic, iconic. Uh, I think even holes, it's either 16 or 17, it's the par three. It's like 120 yards. I think holes like that prove that you don't have to have a 240-yard bomber every single time to make things interesting. But courses like that are good for match play because it, it handles crowds well, but not like full PGA Tour galleries. That makes sense because of the limited field. So it's been a good venue. I'm sad to see it leave Austin. But overall, I think it has been a big success, and I hope I hope Dell views it that way too. But we'll see what happens here in the next few uh, in the next few years with the match play, if it continues. Yeah, yeah, I think they said even the the match play isn't even on the board for next year. So I think a lot of things that can happen to a lot of things can happen to it. Uh, one storyline or a few storylines I'm interested in for this tournament is I want to say JT has backed out of the tournament to to kind of I think focus on his game and I don't think he's really likes the course or um is kind of having some putting struggle. So I know he's he's not playing this week. And another thing I saw was Ricky uh Richard Fowler who we used to talk about starting to trend in the right direction and he's 59th in the world rankings right now. So he's definitely climbed himself out of the hole. He's approaching that top 50 to get into the Masters. And that got me interested in rooting for the guy. And, of course, he's in the same pool, first match against John Rahm. So that's a, that's a tough break for, for Ricky. But I think this tournament's awesome. Again, it kind of sucks that the weekend's not the best because there's only eight to four golfers or so. But right. it's a great event. I think they need to keep it. And, yeah, Austin Country Club's been an awesome venue. Holes on the water. A lot of risk reward stuff there. So big, big fan of that tournament. Kind of sad to see it go. Definitely. I, I couldn't have said it better either, uh, Thomas. So it's great insight. Uh it should be a fun week, as you mentioned. I hope the hope the cream of the crop rises to the top and see the weekend. You know, we want to see those big names, but even guys like Kevin Kisner has made it to the yep. finals. And that was before Kiz has become an urban legend 
really amongst uh, golf fans. So we'll see what happens. I think it'll be a good week. A lot of guys view this as a good tune-up to make sure that their game is trending in the right direction because all eyes point to Augusta National. So uh, I think that's a pretty good preview for the week. Thomas, are you ready to move? Or, uh, you know, that's about- one thing before we move on, or maybe it's transition. You know, the PGA Tour changed their schedule up or added all these elevated events, non-elevated events. They made all these announcements at the Players' Championship. We haven't really talked about it yet because I I don't know if either one of us are knowledgeable enough to talk about it. We Maybe we'll save that for next week. Um, There's just, well, with March Madness going on, as I mentioned, we saw each other at HGB, the check at HGB. There's a lot going on, so maybe we'll be able to really kind of give a true insight of what's going on. Uh, But we'll probably save that for next week. Because a lot of changes, a lot of moving pieces, chessboard is constantly moving. For sure. And to to kind of transition here, we'll be honest with that listenership. We're we're on a tight schedule today. So I think at this point, if I may, I've got a lot of golf gossip, but I think we do a rapid fire golf gossip, then jump into the top five. Okay. So I'll go first with golf gossip because I know you you got a lot here. Well, Paul Tesori is leaving Webb Simpson yes. for the caddy. Was that your run? Okay, that was the only thing I got because I know you got a few other topics. So that, uh, sad that to see the- Paul Tesori go. Yep. Uh, past guest, go check out that episode. But he's he's got a pretty solid jump that he's going to with Cam Smith. or so, Whoa, Cam Young. Uh, Easy. Who I think's top five in the world. So it looked like it was a mutual split. Really? So – Good to see Paul get a, a good player to be on the back for. And it, I think it's always good when the, the relationship ends on mutual terms. So we got that. Uh, some local Houston golf gossip. So Cameron Young, Cameron Young is ranked 16 in the or 17 in the world at the moment. Okay, cool. So I was spot on there. But he's definitely he's definitely one of those young up and guys. Could be where a, he could you be. Know he's everybody's think- talented. I think I saw the ticker and just saw Cam Cameron. Oh yeah, and forgot about Cam Smith. Classic mix-up. We talked about him. Yep. Yeah, we yeah. Friend of the pod, Pontasori. We wish you the best. Uh, he's a great guest. We won't go back and listen to that episode as Tebow mentioned, but definitely worth mentioning. Great to see them in on good terms, as you said. Uh, I mean, both both two really one of the better guys out on tour. Oh yeah, for sure. So. To, to transition some local Houston golf gossip. So last night was looking at the weekend ahead with some Sunday scaries and booked a morning tea time at Herman Park. Woke up later today, was hanging out at work and had a friend send me a link to a dead body found in the pond of a, of Herman Park golf course. I'm thinking about the course. I, I saw like a, just a snapshot picture. I think it was number eight. So that's concerning. I, I I don't think there's a lot of details out right now, but I think it was a missing person who was uh who was missing a few days ago and they found them early uh yesterday morning or this morning. So that's always a tough scene. Don't know any of the details. Prayers to the family there, but it, it was something I had to cover because Unfortunately, that's a course I play a lot. So we got that. Uh, back to live golf. Um, this was something I, I didn't see. Any Sorry, I was on mute. Social. That's really funny, dude. It's a course I play a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's another. There's a few other things that have happened out there. Some of them 
are, are, I don't need, it's, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't know if they're appropriate to share on this podcast. Maybe save it. Maybe save it. If those of you who know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. So we got that. Yeah. On top of that, I saw a clip that the, the live tournament this week on the live stream, they were showing a guy tee off and it shows Sergio Garcia walking next to the tee box and taking a piss in the bushes on the live telecast. It was just in the shot. So that was pretty awesome. You don't see that every day on the PGA tour. So maybe that's one way that live can get more golfers, you know, showing the common, common golfer, you know, bathroom strategy there. So definitely. Uh, so I got that. And then, to, to wrap this all up, something we're probably going to have to dedicate a full episode to is last week they announced the potential golf ball uh, change in 2026. That's probably a full episode that at least, and it's going to be continued to be talked about for the years leading up to it. But a lot of discussions are around limiting the, the distance and changing the golf balls for professionals. So, there's been a lot of back and forth. A lot of people I don't think are for it. I think there is some argument to it, but that's that's ruffled some feathers. So that's that's the golf gossip quick list right there. But yeah, I, I know you're you're chomping at the bit to, to give a comment on the golf ball. Looks like <laughs> I think to your point, T Bone, we really got to give it its proper due. Now is not. I'll, I'll give you my thirty thousand foot view, and I tweeted this out. The problem is, is that the USGA was asleep at the wheel 20 years ago when they should have done something about this. What was it like four years of the four years ago that came out with this report saying, oh, yeah, they're like technology has helped the golf ball. Like the sky is blue. Are you kidding me? Like, thanks for waking up. And then they come out with this. And I've seen arguments for both sides and we'll dive into it again at a different point. But point is, is that the. USGA, who sucks. Sorry, not a fan. They're my close personal friends, USGA, right? No, they stink. They they do everything wrong, man. Like, this is a great example of how they just got it wrong. And there's a clip of JT out there, and I really think he said it best. And and there's a clip of Riggs, too, from Barstool talking about it, how it's cool that we get to play the same equipment as the players. Granted, there's a little bit more tweaked and whatnot, but as virtually the same thing i can go and i can go play the same golf course that brings in a whole different discussion of uh shortening leaning golf courses because that's why they're doing this courses like i don't know cypress point and all these other famous old golf courses are going to be left behind because of equipment um marion i think is a good example i think they're actually hosting a u.s open but it took a while to get marion ready to host a u.s open once again which is ironically one of the most famous pictures of golf was when Ben Hogan was hitting that one iron. I believe that was at Marion. So uh, there's an argument to be made to preserve the history of the game. We don't want these old, amazing courses to go by the wayside, but cat's out of the bag. Jamie's out of the bottle. He can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, whatever phrase you want to use. We're here already. So that's all I got to say about that. I think the USGA, they just, they're like the NCAA in basketball, man. They just can't get anything right. <laughs> yeah it's it's not fun i think one argument i saw is that hitting a driver and swing speed and all of that has almost become too easy for pros and like you said kind of taking away from 
traditional aspects of the game of being able to, you know, hit the ball more solid, not just gain speed. And I saw one thing I saw was Cameron Tringali had a direct correlation between his basically his career and his swing speed. And he was a mediocre player for 15 years, took the check recently to, to go to live, but he was really trending up the leaderboard and his performance was directly tied to swing speed. So there's a lot to it. I think another thing though, is like no one wants this. I don't think other than these old courses, fans, golfers, manufacturers, they don't want to change. So and I think another thing, I want to say this is something that JT has said, that the length of the course doesn't really matter. It's how firm and fast it is. That's how U.S. Right. Opens are tough. So, again, you go back to the Bryson U.S. Open where he was just bombing it and hitting wedges at the U.S. Open green. So there's a lot. It's complicated. I'm not a fan. It's a bummer. We'll see what happens. I think there's a lot of different things we can that are going to come out in the, in the next few years. So we'll see what happens, but uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be dicey. I think there's more things that can go wrong at yeah. this point. When you try to roll things back, there's the law of unintended consequences. And this is, there's going to be unintended consequences that nobody can foresee. So that's why that's yeah. one of the, that's one of the reasons why too, I think it's just a huge mistake, but uh, we'll we'll really break it down. Maybe we'll do a devil's advocate, Timo, and we can do a little debate on who's doing what and let us know in the comments what you think. Yeah, no, that'd be good. All right, Timo, let's transition to top five here. So let's uh, yep. let's preface here. I think uh, part of our redemption, if you will, for not including U of H on our top five golf list, we have decided to review uh, or to give our top five private golf courses in the city of houston houston heavy episode that's why we're here coming to you from houston texas t-bone and i native houstonian so we've been fortunate to play a, a number of these courses but we're going to include courses we're not we haven't necessarily played so it's going to be just top courses in the city of houston t-bone before we get going are we doing strictly golf or are we doing also all the amenities that go with it I think that's part of the beauty of the list. You gotta you gotta decide, you know, do you want to forfeit golf or facilities? And I think I also want to preface Houston area. Yes. Yes. Big, big difference there. <laughs> Greater Houston area. Houston area. Huge. Because and I think there's not to, enough private courses between the two of us just in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were trying to come up with this list. And I think first off, this is a list that at least I'm passionate about because I would love to join one of these clubs one day. Like, as you heard earlier, I, uh, I spend more time than I'd like at golf courses where bodies are thrown into the ponds. So um, <laughs> I would like to graduate one day. So I had a lot of thought of this list. So but this is this, this is one I'm excited about. And uh, yeah, Houston Pride, let's kick it off. I think I went first last time. Let's go Cougs. Yep. They're they're actually in the Sweet 16. Yes, you went first last time, so it is my turn to go first, T-Bone. And here, I think I'm going to steal one from you. I'm going to go Lock and Bar. Lock and Bar number one. I, I know it's a course that you adore or admire greatly. 
it's one of those I've yet to play. So anybody who knows somebody looking at you, Thomas, <laughs> hook me up. <laughs> I'm just looking at you, Tolson. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Lockevar, number one. What can you say about it? It's one of the best. It's 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 my opinion the number one course in Houston. So number one goes Lockenbar. Yeah, great first pick. It's it's a special place. It's the most unique golf club, I might add, golf club that I've been a part of. But su- such a cool place. We'll, we'll we'll try and get you on someday. I don't know if I'm the guy to do it. I but, appreciate uh, that. Great, great first pick. All right. I'm also going to go with a course I've never played, but I think it's the OG country club in the Houston area, probably closest to the center of Houston. I'm going to go River Oaks Country Club. I, uh, I've i had the chance to go to like a breakfast fundraiser there and didn't get to see a lot, but I think it's just one of those clubs. It's the most prestigious it feels like it's probably one of the oldest probably the most wealthy if i'm being honest i mean it is big shot you know it's got everything i don't know as much about the golf course but it's it is the most got to be one of the most prestigious golf clubs country clubs in houston so you want to talk old oil money (laughs) river oaks is your club so i think that really kind of sums it up that's all you need to know uh, let's see. I think a uh, very worthy first round draft pick there, Thomas. So, all right. I went Lockenbar, ROCC. You know, I might throw you a curveball here. This might be reaching a bit, but it is personally my favorite golf course in the city of Houston. I'm going to Shadowhawk. Shadowhawk nice. is number two. Yeah, man. That is a, it's, it's a little older now, I would say. Uh, probably open around 2000 ish, somewhere around there, but. Uh, it's just phenomenal. It's on the outer parts of Houston down in Richmond, but it's it's a phenomenal golf course. I played it a couple times and just love it. It's a good test of golf. That's one reason why I like it. So uh, that's why Shadowhawk is a nod for number two for me. And correct me if I'm wrong, it used to be Shadowhawk and the Houstonian as two courses together. And now it, and it was Shadowhawk was like the super exclusive and you had the Houston that was also private or Houstonian. Now it's been changed to Shadowhawk and Blackhawk. Yeah. So without boring, hopefully not boring people too much, but <laughs> Shadowhawk was its own club. It was just right next door to the Houstonian. And so there is a yep. new ownership group that came out and bought out the old Houstonian. Now it's called Blackhawk. Uh, it's Encinitas golf or uh, it's called Escalante golf bought it. They're the same golf uh, organization that bought I think the golf club of Houston too, if I'm not mistaken. So they bought Houstonian golf club of Houston. I think one other one, I can't remember off the top of my head, but so because it was right next to Shadowhawk, they named it Blackhawk. So Houstonian doesn't have ownership group on that golf course anymore, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, which I always thought was weird because Houstonian is like a club off post Oak in the middle of Houston, but yeah. then the golf club was way out in Richmond. It wasn't even close. So yeah. Yeah. That was odd. But yeah, yeah, great pick. I've played, I think, just nine holes there, but it's pretty awesome. Definitely the golf course is insane. So wasn't expecting that one. So I'll probably give you another wild card here that probably isn't on your radar. New to the game. A lot of hype. I'm going to go Blue Jack. 
Love it. Blue Jack, Tiger built. I heard the facilities are amazing. It's like, I want to say you have to own land in that area to now be a member. So that's going to be a tough one for me to join. But uh... <laughs> these are all going to be tough for us to join, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Podcast. We need subscriptions, people. Let's go. But what's uh, up? Yeah, I, I've just seen pictures and the amenities and everything. It's it's got to be amazing. And yeah, the first two are ones that I I haven't played yet, but I've I've heard a lot of good things. So yeah, I'll go Blue Jack as two. Okay, I like it. So we got nine minutes here, Scap. So to for my number three. Man, I feel bad kind of picking these because a lot of great courses are going to slip a bit. I'm going the club at Houston Oaks. Houston Oaks is number three. Uh, newer as well. They recently redid it. It hosts a Big 12 match play championship. It's out in Hockley, Texas. So, like, that is probably as far reaching as you can get for the greater Houston area. But, I mean, that golf course is absolutely phenomenal. I played it once, and it just – everything was perfect. Everything absolutely perfect. Um, so, that's why – I got to go Houston Oaks is number three for me. And if you remember, I've never played it. I've heard the same thing. And I've heard it from our only PGA Tour player guest. Chris Stroud said Houston Oaks is the best golf course in, in Houston. So that, that's got to mean something. There you go. Stand by. Yeah. it. All right. My number three. I've, I've got to go Houston Country Club. I've only played it once. Again, I think it just being in the heart of basically Houston, on the bayou, super exclusive. Also just the most classic family-friendly country club. The pool, the tennis courts, big clubhouse, golf course. I don't know if they ever did this. I always heard rumors that they built a parking garage under the driving range. I don't know if that's true or not, but they do a lot of – crazy stuff like that i'm sure and that that place has always been pretty special yeah you know the problem is with rcc and hcc harvey really jacked with them harvey really because the bayou goes along both those clubs and like number eight on the houston country club i heard literally like fell into the bayou because of the, oh, yeah. the flood was so intense so yeah i i've heard that renovate so a lot of these big shot clubs there's big time money thrown into renovations and there's renovations are like dams and bayou and flooding which sucks yeah. but yeah it's still got to be Absolutely. on the list though so for my number four again probably slip i think this is a good value pick i'm gonna go champions champions golf club at number four uh hosting a lot of lpga tour major championships uh, the club of Jackie Burke, you know, this, as the story goes, he got really pissed off at our, at RSCC river Oaks. And so he made his own club, him and Jimmy Demerit. So, uh, yeah, champions, Jackie Burke, oldest masters champion still alive. He's still, I can confirm. He still goes to the club as often as he can at 95, 96 years old. So the guy's a legend champions. I got 36 holes out there. Uh, I've never played it, so that's one of my goals is to get out there. But that's why I think champions, um, I think they come in at a good value pick at number four. It's a great pick. Never played it either, but that's one of those places that's a golf club. I know you've got to have a handicap, like a 
legit handicap to be a member there. Yeah. Big on, you know, knowing the game. Uh, no tennis gotta, like, sports. Take, take your hat off. Yeah, take your hat off in the clubhouse, all that stuff. So super old school. I've heard good things. Definitely want to play that one. I've, yep. I think that's a good pick. Thank you. All right, number four. I'm pretty surprised this fell to four. Got to be the best clubhouse in Houston by a long shot. New course coming, amazing facilities, Lakeside Country Club. It's incredible. Clubhouse is just so cool. And even when they had the older clubhouse and the older golf course, I loved this place. So spent a lot of time out there. And uh, that it's always been a great course. I, I hope it's even better. I can't imagine it's not. But, uh, yeah, again, one of those clubs impacted by Harvey and I took advantage of it because it's freaking awesome now. Yeah, it really is. As you mentioned, currently under redesign at the moment, blew the whole thing up. It should, if it stays on schedule, should be ready to rock by October, I believe. But, yeah, I, if you weren't going to pick Lakeside, I was. I was debating between champions or Lakeside for number four. I went with champions mostly because it's uh, 36 holes as well. But, I mean, the fact that you're getting Lakeside here at number four is a great pick. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yes, yes sir. Yeah, kind of surprised that that fell to number four as well. But, I mean, there are a lot of really good courses here in the city of Houston. So, if I for my last pick, I really want to go with one of the smaller clubs. And I'm obviously biased towards one. I'm not going <laughs> to pick them, though, T-Bone. You know who I would pick. Maybe I'll give them yeah. the honorable mention. I'm going to go Carlton Woods. Oh, from, oh man, what a pick! What a for pick. my number five. I mean, the fact that Carlton Woods is sitting here at number five is outrageous, <laughs> right? I mean, it's one of the premier clubs in uh, the Houston. It's up in the Woodlands, uh, thirty-six holes as well. I mean, Carlton Woods. I don't know what more you can say about how nice it is, but it's just it's up there with all the clubs we mentioned earlier. It's just. Look, we got to make decisions. And the fact that it's sitting in my lap here at number five, <laughs> I'm going to take it and run for my last pick. That's a good pick. I uh, I didn't think of that one at all, if I'm being honest with you. But yeah. there's some sneaky clubs up there in the Woodlands that you don't really think about it when you don't, if you don't really think about it. But Carlton Woods has definitely got to be the best one in the Woodlands. And again, most exclusive, nicest course, all that good stuff. So, yep. All right. I I I have to go opposite of you. I've got to do the personal pick. Of course, I grew up. Got a lot of the listenership support out there, out at this club. Got to go Pine Forest to take us home. 27 holes. They've got Scooter, the best in business. Um, love the place. Grew up on it. I've, I haven't played there in years, which is kind of sad. Um, but I heard they're redoing – the course each nine at a time again another perk 27 holes so get to see the airplanes come in all that good stuff so that one's that one's special i think it would be just so so wrong if i didn't pick them so yep um yeah ha have to wrap up with pine forest but going through this list and thinking about clubs that it is crazy i've got like 10 to 15 more that are just incredible golf courses that I left off the list. So the yeah. honorable mention is, is wild here. All right. Let's Bra do some honorable mentions. Braeburn, Braeburn killed me not to put on the list. Braeburn's yeah. awesome. Old school, recently redone Royal Oaks, 
Westwood, Riverbend, um, Sugar Creek. Oh shit! Sorry, Sugar Creek. Sugar Creek, man, come on, show me some love. Uh, yeah, Sugar Creeks again. The twenty-seven holes is a game changer. Northgate, Falconhead, Sweetwater, yep, out in Sugarland. Even if you want to throw in the Woodland, how about the Woodlands Country Club, man? They have like yeah. four golf courses. If you want to throw in Kingwood as well, Kingwood's got like five golf, yep. four or five golf courses. Uh, yep. there's a ton of really good. I mean, how about the golf club in Houston? They, yep. they, that hosted the PGA Tour uh, stop here before they opened up the tournament course. That's a great private course, too. Yeah. No, there's a ton. There's a ton. This was this was tough. I was kind of thinking we weren't going to be able to get there, but we we got there with, with five solid ones. So I think we got there one. easily. Yeah, that was a fun one. Man, how about that? Yeah, Brayburn, uh, all the ones that you mentioned. Uh, part of me like wants to show up to Falcon Point. I just don't know if I can do it. Sorry, Preston and Trey, but it's man, it's too much water. That that course is seventeen <laughs> out of eighteen holes has water on it. That's just crazy town. But yeah, yeah. I mean, good list. I feel. I think uh, hopefully the Instagram numbers will reflect accordingly. I think this should be split pretty fifty <laughs> fifty. Yeah, we'll see. I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible, but what are you gonna do? We'll find out. We'll find out. Well, I think that about wraps it up, T-Bone. Again, great list. Proud of it. Good, good week for everybody here, I'd say. I'm feeling pretty solid about this episode. Match play this week. Hopefully everybody's brackets aren't too busted, but they probably are. But uh, T-Bone, that's, I think that's all I got. Is there any final words that you have for the good listeners out there? No, I, I think the one thing – about today's episode is you called me Thomas a little more than T-Bone than I would like. So let's stick to, let's stick to T-Bone moving forward because I don't want people to know who I am. uh, (laughs) No, I think, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Now the, uh, that's fair. Top five, the, the top five. I, I loved the top five today because, you know, I think we both want to be, members at a badass club one day but hopefully we didn't miss as bad as we did last week and but we like to be held accountable so as always let us know if we missed anything let us know about top fives you'd want to hear in the future and we'll keep delivering love it let us know in the comments below or send us an email or just shoot us a text because we know a lot of y'all personally here and so we appreciate y'all tuning in every single week uh, it's going to be a good week at the match play. Again, really excited. And, um, man, I don't know about you, but I just got a gust on the mind, especially seeing all these Masters commercials during March Madness. I mean, I like – I pause what I'm doing every single time and turn the volume up so I can listen. I think Jim Nance was, like, quoted in a tweet, and it was watching March Madness and seeing Masters commercials proves you can have fun as an adult. And mm. I was like, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's, a, it's the best time of the year. Keep saying it, but it's coming closer to Augusta, Daylight Savings, March Madness. I can't talk about it enough. What a time to be alive. Also, for all the baseball fans out there, World Baseball Classic, USA. By the time this drops, USA will be playing in the championship tonight. USA. I don't know who's – it's either going to be against Mexico or Japan. So, we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. I'm just – I don't know. I'm just sad about Altuve, but – 
Yeah. We'll, we'll save it's, that for our baseball po- podcast. Yeah, which we'll be launching. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's land this plane. Before we get out of here, give us a follow on social media at 300 Par Pod. That is the number three, 300 Par Pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Subscribe, give us a five-star review. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. YouTube channel as well, because once we hit 1,000 subs, T-Bone, that's how we can join one of these clubs one day, right? Love it. Yeah. Goals. Anyway, Mike, we appreciate yeah. you all again. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, a thousand. Nah, I don't know where I was going with that. I was going to say something along the lines of, yeah, maybe I can get an extra large bucket at Herman Park now instead of mediums. But yeah. Um, well, look, I know how much YouTube pays, especially at first. It ain't much. So then, yeah, we're just going for the upgrades. We're going for it. the upgrades from medium to a large bucket. Honestly, I'm probably going to stay at the medium bucket. My hands can't handle that, or my back can't handle that many swings. That's why I don't no, I hate hitting off the mat. anymore. Yeah, no, I don't like hitting off the mats either. I don't hate it though, but the double decker driving, the double decker driving range is pretty solid. Not bad, not bad. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you everybody for tuning in. I'm Scott for T Bone, and remember, little white balls life. Like-